Welcome to RPG Cast episode 387. I hope you like the new music. Uh, thank you to Dale North, who composed the new podcast theme, and uh, that'll be our new RPG Cast theme going forward. Um, I think it sounds like a Magical Girl anime opening. What do you think, Anna? I think it sounds awesome. It is pretty awesome. Um, joining me today is Magical Girl Anna Marie Privetier. Good morning. I mean, who... by the power of the moon? I don't know. You're playing Omega Quintet, right? Yes. So what what do they shout there? They don't. Oh, okay. They're not magical girls. They're verse maidens. Verse maidens. Oh yeah. What a what a difference. They defeat monsters with the power of their song. Nothing magical there. Shut up. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Other magical girl, Kelly. Uh, Moon prison makeup, I guess. Moon prism makeup. Okay. It's it's been a while since I've seen Sailor Moon. <laughs> and of course also Alice Wilkinson. Are you magical? Full power destruction. Full power destruction. See, there Wait, you what? go. She's got it covered. Is that a Gundam cry? I think that's no, a no, Sailor that's... Moon. Oh, okay. No, it's no it's Nano Hearse. Na- oh, okay. Nano Hearse? I've Na- never heard of this. No ha. Nano ha. Nanoha. Okay. Oh wow. Magical girl lyrical nanoha. There you go, Anna. There's your there's your singing <laughs> magical girl. She's got a, a there's a lot going on in this artwork. I there's a wand. And Cat. like and like energy rings around the wand. So that's always good too. Oh now I remember. It's in the name of the moon I will punish you. Oh, okay. I think. Yeah, then that sounds right. Okay. My yes. my preferred one is this hand of mine burns with an awesome power. Its strong <laughs> feelings urge me to I don't know. Never mind. That's a Are you one. trying to play Odin? No. That's that's from G Gundam, the best oh. Gundam. That is, that is that is from G Gundam. <laughs> Which is the best Gundam and Alice has to admit to that. No, I do. no, I will never admit to that. <laughs> G Gundam I, I, is best Gundam. <laughs> I did invent a drinking game around Magical Girl anime called Panty Shots. You just do a shot every time you see panties. Oh, that would get, kill you. <laughs> well, you could always pare it down to beer. I mean, it, I guess it depends what era of anime you're watching during, too. So, hmm. yeah, that, that, the the graph the, the the graphs would be quite interesting there. I think it would have picked up during the '80s, died during the '90s, and then gone way up again. Yeah, I mean, if you watch something like um, Rosario Vampire, there's yeah, lots of panty shots right anna um in that vampire one we were watching yeah vampire rosario yeah like that was a thing there was at least one panty shot every episode no it was at least one panty shot every scene <laughs> um it depended on the episode i guess yeah. well this is this is a weird discussion yeah anime <laughs> jazz hands can't see them on the cast but let's talk about what we've been playing i will lead off this week uh last week i'm i I don't know if i mentioned i started playing total war warhammer but i did um over the past weekend um (coughs) excuse me 
I started up a campaign uh, with the dwarves, and I played and played. And uh, as I told Anna one night, um, as I was recounting my campaign struggles to her, um, things were going real well. And then all of a sudden, things weren't going so well. And my guys started getting beat back until there was literally just my one dwarf army and one sub-city. I didn't even have my main capital in the region anymore. It was just so me in this tiny little garrison, and it was all but over. And so I said, well, I haven't cheated so far. So what say I download a cheat mod and see if I can rebuild my empire from, like, the the maw of defeat. And, and I did. Um, turns out the cheat mod... Th there's, like, one main cheat mod available in Steam Workshop for uh, Total War Warhammer, and it's broken up by race. I, I don't know. That's the way it works. So I downloaded the one for the dwarves. And as I told Anna, um, it has all the cheats, and it has too much cheat. Um, so... I went from, like, a guy in a garrison to complete map domination over the next, I don't know, six to eight hours. And it was glorious as I rose the, the Dwarf Empire up to victory. Um, and, and yeah. I, so that game, for those wondering, it's a Total War game. This is my first Total War game, so forgive me if uh, you are you know this is old hat old news for you um, but it's it's split kind of into two sections um, the first is kind of like a 4x overall campaign strategy game and that's where you're going from um, city to city and you're doing uh, you know moving your armies from place uh, and 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 capturing a place or negotiating to add people to your alliance um, and then you build up a city, you choose the upgrades for the city, um, and, and you move into another region and kind of do it all there. And each city region can sort of specialize a little differently than the others. Uh, you know, how much it matters depends on how difficult you have the game set to. Um, if you don't have it set very high difficulty, you can just, you know, folk, you know, basically set them all the same or set one of them to make all your troops and the rest to just give you income. Um Anyway, so that you know, you have the map domination side of it, and where it's you and a bunch of other um, factions, all kind of expanding or contracting and making alliances, and, and it's a and and you know, it's kind of got that forex sort of thing going on, where you know, it's it's one more turn, one more turn to expand my empire a little bit more, and one more turn for these upgrades to finish, and then there's the combat piece of it, and Total War seems to be built around having just battles that. Um, so you go into combat and you have to like choose, I want to lay out my giant army of hundreds of people and choose a formation for them. And I want a, a front of melee people and a front of um, ranged people. And over here will be my catapult supporting everybody as the enemy comes into range. And, and then you, you set them loose and, and you literally just tell everybody, okay, go run in that direction and kill things as you run into them. And that's kind of the strategy that I was able to get to. See, I'm the very low level player, right? Um, and, and so then beyond that, um, at least at my difficulty level where my competence is, uh, you just kind of watch as, as giant enemy hero units and your hero units just kind of run around the battlefield, um, literally swinging clubs and smashing tens of people through the air. Um, and then you, you see as your units, um, get, uh, 
uh, kind of defeated and eventually start routing um, and running away. And you have to be like, hey, just stop running away and send your leaders after them to bring them back into battle. Um, and then you want your enemy units to, to be the ones that start running away. And then you either chase them down or you focus on another one that hasn't started to run away. And then all the units run away on a side. And then whatever side ran away loses and the other side wins. And um, Total War Warhammer seems to be focus on just seeing really cool Warhammer units um, beat things up in, and they give you f- very free camera controls. You, you literally WASD around the battlefield, just kind of flying the camera to say like, Oh, here's something cool happening over here. And here's something cool happening over here. And in theory, you're supposed to be, you know, issuing commands and as your hero units level up, they'll get active abilities that you can kind of trigger. But for me, it's just more like, Oh, look at those trolls and look at the rocks they're throwing and stuff like that. So that was total Warhammer for me um i i don't i have a feeling nobody else in the cast cares about it but i thought it was kind of cool and um i was playing it on a low-end laptop over the weekend so i think i'm going to do another campaign to kind of watch it in high-end graphics um so yeah that that warhammer it's a good license i I, uh i like the total war series but i've never been particularly attached to the warcraft life and warcraft (laughs) or warhammer license all right well that's okay the graphics in this look amazing. I know. It's cool. <laughs> I need to, um, yeah. So I played as the dwarves because they're set to have the easy starting. They were they were listed as easier, basically. Um, but I think this time, you know, because I pre-ordered it, I have access to the Chaos Warriors. So I think I'll launch a campaign for evil um, and see how that goes. <clears throat> what kind of races do you get to play as? All right. So there's humans. Um, there's dwarves. There's orcs, um, vampires, and chaos warriors, I think, are the races right now. Um, I don't know if elves show up in this game. Um, I'm sorry, I'm trying to load up the Steam page to try and answer your question better. But, yeah. But it's a very standard Warhammer races. Um, uh, Warhammer Total War Races. I think they're going to be releasing more um, as time goes on, as like DLC or something. So that will change. Yeah. So let's see. You got Empire, Dwarves, Greenskins, which are Orcs and Goblins, Vampires, and then the Chaos Warriors. Yeah, that is it for now. So I would expect like Elves and stuff to come later. But, you know. Whew. And, and it's cool because I used to play Warhammer Fantasy roleplay with my roleplaying group, and um, so that's set in the Warhammer setting. So um, as I was conquering the map, I was seeing cities that we've roleplayed in. So I thought that was kind of neat. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> it's like, oh cool! I remember we're not allowed in that city anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like your roleplay group. Yep. <laughs> piss, piss off a lot of NPCs. I, it things went real bad there. <laughs> No, you don't understand this this group. They always turn left and things always go bad. It's yeah. It, so it's kind of a standard role playing group. It's like <laughs> when he teleported me into that coffin and my answer was to electrocute every other coffin attached to you it. You fit so well into that group. I don't know why you don't come more often. You 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 just knew the right answer to most <laughs> situations was to do the dumbest thing possible. <laughs> Uh, sounds like a role-playing group in a nutshell. Yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, Alice, what have you been playing? 
Um, well, I the, the thing I can easily talk about is I did just come off a seven-player game of Stellaris. Oh, yeah? Yep. So how does that work? What do you mean, how does it work? It um, works is pretty... It, is it, like, really slow? Is it fast-paced? Is it we, chaotic? We decided, we decided to play on, uh, basically keep the game on normal speed. For, oh, dear. Um, so we, we've played uh, 42 in-game years, which kind of puts us on the cusp of transitioning into the mid-game. Um, we've gotten to the point, we, we for seven players, there are 10 total empires in the galaxy. Um, the reason being... Oh, so that, you could all collude. Well, the reason, um, the reason it, we, there are 10 empires in a seven-player game is you cannot reduce the number of AI empires to zero in the settings. You can set them to one, but you can't set them to zero. Um, and then so we, we picked a small galaxy with two arms on the map generator. Um, what that did was it generated all of the players uh, in, a, in groups of sort of two. Mm -hmm. So usually one player would start close to another player. In a, in a section of the galaxy. It did mean that one player got the one AI player next to them. Um, and then in order to fill some space, uh, the galaxy generation then puts two fallen empires in the gaps. So we have 10 empires total, three of which are AIs. Okay. Um, and the game pre proceeds pretty much as you'd expect it to, except for the fact that rather than the AI, it being the AI who are encroaching in on your vulnerable space, it's now players looking for good colonizing spots. Okay. So. So uh, did everyone work together or were they all very cutthroat? We, I mean, I've effectively blocked one of the players in because on the arm that my empire spawned on, um, I would be, was su successful in spreading out uh, using we're, we're playing with hyperlanes only, so we've disabled the other oh, FTL types. Okay, um, which means I was able to expand closer into the middle part of the galaxy, whereas uh, my arm mate, if you could call it that, uh, has the fallen empire next to him. Ouch! And he will find it difficult to expand in that Kinda direction. Kind of vicious, dude. Yeah, so that's probably going to break out in a war, I think, <laughs> next time we play. Yeah, but the one who can expand is going to be the one who likely wins that war, don't you think? Well, maybe. Um, he has the same number of planets that I do. Hmm. I just, mine are just a little bit more spread out. Um, yeah, in terms of actual numbers, uh, so yeah, I think I've got the numbers somewhere. Um, ah, damn, where are my statistics? I have five planets. At least, at the very least, I have five planets, and he actually has six. Mine are just more spread out. Okay. So that one could go either way, I think. Um, so what do you guys do when someone loses? Do they just like quit out of the game and let the rest of you play? Uh, I think they. I think if someone does lose, they can just go into spectator. Hmm. Um, but I mean, we're 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 um, communicating externally anyway so um we've been keeping each other we've been yelling at each other in chat or whatever so um but yeah uh, it's been that's been pretty damn fun that sounds awesome <laughs> yeah i know the game supports like i think they said that it only starts to get unstable if you have more than 32 players how's that all yeah I mean, because there are public games available through the multiplayer option. You don't have to... We're only pre-arranging this one just because it's a group of friends. Mm -hmm. um, but it is possible for... Oh, How long would those public games take? 
quite a while. It's possible to host a game as a save game. Um, so you, sorry, it's possible to host like a set one of your save games as a multiplayer game. Okay. So I think all of us have got a copy of the game for backup purposes saved on the same date, which is the first of January twenty two forty two. And when we just, when we have enough time, we will get together and play again. Um, we know that if anyone is missing, that they will get taken over by the AI according to their empire uh, ethos. Um, and they put a pa- one of the patches that they put in uh, prevents the AI from making any significant changes to your empire for 10 in-game years. Hmm. So it gives you a little time to catch back up or get back in. Yeah. Jeez. Hmm. <laughs> that sounds really cool. <laughs> sounds like chaos. Um. Did I, has anyone else play, been playing Overwatch? I have. Okay. All right, Kelly and Alice, Overwatch. Yeah or nay? Getting yeah. slightly better. You're getting better at it? I'm getting slightly better. I kind of found two characters I can be okay. Well, three characters I can be okay as. Which uh, ones? Diva, Lucio, and Torborn. Diva is like really cool. Yeah, yeah, I I could rack up some kill streaks with her. That's the one that's like D dash V A. Yeah. Okay. It, it was a little embarrassing though. Last night I was doing really good, and then I thought I would pop her ultimate where her mech explodes, and I kept blowing myself up. <laughs> okay. Because I didn't realize that you could take damage from your own mech, so. Oh. I gotta learn not to do that. Yeah, that seems like a good lesson. All right, Alice, how's Overwatch going for you? Uh, it's going pretty well. Um, although, funnily enough, um, David's actually the one who's been putting more time into it than me. Oh. But he's really enjoying it as well. Hey, David, what's your favorite uh, hero in Overwatch? Roadhog. Roadhog. Yeah, Roadhog, Roadhog, Roadhog is David's favorite. Uh, mine is probably May. So what positions are these people? Uh, May is uh, defense. She has that ice wall ability. Uh, Roadhog is a tank. Roadhog is stitches. Right. Yeah. Uh, Diva is also a tank. Lucio is a healer. Um, and I think Torchborn is one of the defend like sort of defender types in the same category as... Um... Damn, who am I thinking of? The engineer on Team Fortress 2. Yeah, that's basically what he does. Um, he builds turrets, mm-hmm. which uh, I like because I was racking up kill streaks with the turrets too. I so I tried doing that in the beta, and all my turrets were getting destroyed so easily. You kind of gotta p- tuck them away in corners where people aren't gonna find them easily. Okay. Uh, also, make sure the enemy team doesn't have a Farah because Farah murders turrets. Oh, okay. And also, yeah, Farrah is actually one of the characters I really enjoy playing as. She's the um, the flying rocket launcher user who looks a little bit like Samus. Except she's Egyptian, but whatever. But she's totally not Samus if Blizzard's watching, or if Blizzard's watching, if Nintendo's watching. So don't don't sue us. That's, that's my role play of, of Blizzard. No, never mind. All right, so <laughs> legs, this game got legs. You going to stick with it, Kelly? Um, it's one of the ones that I like playing for 30 minutes after work just to kind of wind down, blow off some steam. 
blow some stuff up, and then once I start sucking really bad, it's like, okay, time to start making dinner, because I'm getting nowhere with this. For you, Alice? Uh, same. I play I play it in short bursts. Um, but that's just generally how I enjoy it. So I'm fine with that. And Anna, you're still not interested in Overwatch, right? Not in the least. Not in the least. Are I, you going to play it? I was thinking about it because everyone's so into it, but I don't know if I have time for it right now. Okay. I mean, I'll tell you, I, I am not a shooter person by any stretch of the imagination, but this is, if, if anybody could have gotten me into a shooter, it would have been Blizzard. Mm -hmm. they, they, I think they really made this for people that want to dip their toe in them, but don't necessarily want to devote a whole lot of time to them. Kind of so, sounds like Heroes of the Storm in Hearthstone. Yeah, yeah really, <laughs> really. So there's some sort of special weekly mode thing going on, right? With Genzi versus Hanzo? Yes, I was playing that last night, and it was basically just a full-on ninja cluster. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, that's a thing. Uh, yeah, they, they, and they do cycle through as well. Um, so there is a... I think the one last week was... Um, one, like, the one that uh, drastically reduces everyone's ability cooldowns. Uh, like ink bumps up your health slightly, increases drastically increases ability cooldowns, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, and then um, the one I remember in the beta was one where it forcefully changes you to a different hero every time you die. Ooh, I like that. It's like a random mode, basically. Mm -hmm. And you can't cool. switch. Yeah, you can't switch. You just get okay. you get given a random one, and you have to deal with it. Well, well that's you a can way switch. To you just go kill yourself. <laughs> I yeah, mean, jump. that's a way to force you to learn how to, how to play something you're not used to, I guess. Mm -hmm. That is cool. Yeah, I like that. Alright. Overwatch. And Alice, you're not done. You played Disgaea 5? Yeah, so I went and see, saw my um, my old housemates in uh, Portsmouth on, I think it was Monday, um, and my friend had picked up Disgaea 5. Uh, it turns out that disc copies of it are really cheap in oh. Europe. It's like you can get it, you can buy it for like 25 quid. Something like that. Um, so I picked it up myself. Um, I've been enjoying that, but I've generally enjoyed the later Disgaea games, particularly once they started putting in some like good quality, quality of life fixes compared to the previous game. It does make the original Disgaea somewhat unplayable at this point. But <laughs> like okay. it's it's a lot more friendly than it used to be. And I say I, I a friend of mine bought me the original Disgaea on like the day I got my A-level results uh, years ago. Um and, you know, I liked it at the time, um, but as other games came out that changed the mechanics to make them slightly more player-friendly, um, I was, like, more inclined to play those instead. So are you enjoying 5? Yes. Okay. Although how I'm only far? about it. I mean, I think I'm only up to about Chapter 5. I was about to say, how far are you? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, chap Chapter 5. Um, I think I'm just about to get to the point where there's some really good leveling maps. So, how are you enjoying the story? Because I could not get into the story in that one at all. Uh, I find the story funnier because um, the main character is voiced by the same guy who voiced the main character in the in Gundam Double O, uh, um, and that kind of just makes everything unintentionally hilarious to me. It I may see. not work for other people, but <laughs> for me, no, that works. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm playing. I played the dubbed version, so I didn't get that extra level of enjoyment. 
Uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I just need to put some more time into it, I think, to, in order to, to have more opinions. Hmm. I've got to finish that game at some point. All right. Uh, by finish, you mean get to the end of the story? Yeah, yeah. No, all to... side missions and extra bonus DLC content. <laughs> Otherwise, it's not done. No, screw that noise. I just <laughs> I, I always finish just the campaigns on this guy because I like playing other things eventually. Unacceptable. You don't have to level as much if you give up at the campaign. Come on. Right. I got other stuff to play. No, no. All right. Well, tell us what uh, what is this other stuff you've been playing then? Okay, I already touched on Overwatch a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. I downloaded Romancing Saga two last week. I downloaded um, it as well, but I haven't played it. <laughs> um, j just touched on a little bit of it. I didn't get very far because I was incredibly annoyed that I bought it, and then they're like, "We're working on a Vita version." I'm like, "Oh, thank you for telling me that." Because I could have waited. But, um, I mean, it's really good, but it's also a saga game. So, once again, it's really obtuse. Um, thankfully, there is a fact for it on Game Facts that kind of goes through some of the obtuse things. Like, I, I couldn't figure out how to change my party members, and apparently, you just have to kill them to change them. But thankfully, you get enough party members that even though there's permadeath, it doesn't really matter all that much. So they're expecting you to just lose party members? I, I believe so. And there's a generation system where you go through a couple of different generations over the course of the game, kind of like Fantasy Star 3. Cool. So I think at some point you end up with completely new party members anyway. And the generation system works so that your experience transfers through the main characters. Okay. But I, like I said, I haven't really gotten that far into it because um, I got sucked back into Bravely Second. I'm finally on Chapter 5 on that. Uh, I don't know if I can talk about spoilers or not. In where? Uh, Bravely, Bravely Second? Second. Yeah, probably yeah. not yet. Well, I had to look up to figure out the thing, mm -hmm. and that's all I can say. Anna probably point. knows what you mean. Yes. Anna? Oh, I see. Yeah, uh-huh. Uh, yeah. I'm innocent. Don't look at me. <laughs> but now I'm just playing asterisk cleanup and going through and getting all the asterisks that I didn't pick the first time through. That's the fun part. Yes, yes, it is, especially seeing how the dialogue changes. Yes. And I I like that because your characters know what's coming. They comment on that and they, like, prepare for what's coming. That's just been hilarious to watch, especially in the Black Mage and Hunter quest. Yes. That was a hard one because I wanted a job, but I didn't want to side with the person who would get me that job. Oh, I, I had no compunctions. It's like, I want that job. I don't care who I make mad. <laughs> but I've been playing that and then I kind of abandoned Tales of Zestria just because I wasn't feeling it and ended up switching over to Final Fantasy Type-0 HD because it, it's really bugged me that I have not finished that. 
and this is going to sound really stupid, but I wish it was on a portable system. Huh, irony. Yeah, really. <laughs> I know. It, it's game. It's gameplay plays like you just kind of pick it up and play a mission. It's like it was designed for the Vita. It, yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, right, it Although, was. Remember, no, it was designed for the PSP. Oh, even better. And it's like, you know, this isn't the type of game that I would really want to sit and play on a console. This is something that I'd like to play, you know, before bed at night. That sort of thing. Well, but, you could remote but, play it, right? Yeah, I could, but the internet in my house kind of sucks. Yeah. Right. So I, I'm going to try to power through that before uh, Tillier Sophie comes out. Tuesday! Tuesday. And um, aside from Record Keeper, that's all I've really been playing. That's fair. Hey, Final Fantasy XI uh, stuff came out in Record Keeper. You can get Shantoko now. Yeah, I'm I'm powering through the new dungeons, and I've been trying to finish as many of the elite dungeons as I can just to kind of get my stamina up. What are you at right now? Um, one forty-two. See, she's higher than me. Mm. I'm gonna have me. to play through some of the uh, regular dungeons to get perfect scores on them to unlock because I'm missing a bunch of elite ones. Yeah, I haven't. I've been going through all the normal dungeons. I haven't touched elite in months so i need to like go back and figure out what i can actually do there's a bunch of new normal dungeons yes that i just said that have you done them all? no no get on it fine <laughs> i want to get like at least 180 stamina which i don't even know if that's possible in the game but i want 180 so that i can do the orb dungeons twice in the morning without having to wait for a refill oh that would be nice that would be nice Hmm. But that's all I've been playing. Okay. Um, that means you, Anna. What's yep. up? So, as of four months ago, the max stamina was 158. Ah. Uh, but okay. there's been updates since then, so it's higher than that, but I don't think it's at 180 yet. Uh, I'm sure it'll get there eventually. Oh, yeah. So I have been playing Heroes of the Storm this week because Heroes of the Storm turned one. Happy birthday. Double XP weekend. Yeah, double XP for like the next two weeks. Oh, that's what I also played some Neverwinter. That's got double XP going on right now, but none of you should play that. So anyway, <laughs> carry on, Anna. Um, I love Chromie. Chromie is like my new main. She is awesome, but she is extremely fragile. Although she did get buffed a little bit um, this week where they, they like slightly... Is she a tank now? <laughs> no they like slightly increased all of the damage scaling on all of her abilities and they slightly increased her health so she remains the character with the least amount of health in the whole game but she's also ever so slightly more powerful so yeah i played a couple games with her yesterday and i want to play more today um this week actually i've been playing a bunch of omega quintet I've watched you play Omega Quintet. Yes, because I've been streaming it. Pause Plays is back. Yay! Have you been putting those on YouTube? No. Why not? Um, Because they have like the PS4 layout around them, and I haven't been talking in any of them, so I wasn't sure if they would be interesting. Oh, okay. I also That's didn't fair. start at the very beginning, 
because I did the beginning in the hotel room. Mm -hmm. And there's like two and a half hours of story before you actually get to combat. So I didn't want to start. I I would have had to done like two streams. It wasn't that long, two and a half hours. I would have had to basically do two streams of nothing but story before I got to combat. So, yeah. It has a long intro. And the one character that you do get to play as in the intro, you never play again. Because she retires. It's funny. <laughs> so it's interesting so far. Um, it's broken down into episodes like it's an anime, which is kind of nifty because you get like ending, like outro credits and intro credits every time you finish and begin an episode, which is kind of cool. Yeah, if I remember, Disgaea only ever went as far as fake ne- next episode previews whenever you finished a chapter. Yes, I like those fake next episode previews. Yeah, they, funny. Were, they, they were good. So, yeah. Um, so, I'm a verse maiden, and I can I beat up the Blair, which are bad things that eat humans. And the Blair has taken over the world, but the verse maidens will save the world. And uh, there's Otoha. Yep, that's her name. And Nene. And Kana, who has watch her me own... whip. I watch you, <laughs> Nene. Kana has her own breast physics. Yep. It's kind of fascinating. Um, and there's a new girl who's a rival verse maiden. And that's kind of been a fun little story. So, yeah, I'm going to... I stream it for about an hour, an hour and a half at a time. So, usually in the afternoon, sometimes in the evening. So, stay tuned. Keep watching twitch.tv slash rpgamer. Um, I will say, I thought it was going to be a lot more idol-ish than it was, and I think a lot of people have that impression, because you said that in the stream, too. Yeah, I thought that, too. And you are not the only one who has said that in the stream. So, it is definitely RPG. It is a little grindy. Um, But at least the combat's really fast-paced. And 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 the battles look fun. Right, and I mean, there's a lot of systems that they end up building into there. Like, there's... Um, how loud the crowd is cheering and uh, every enemy has like a shield that you can break and then you do more damage to them but that shield resets every time the enemy has a turn and there are elements to all of my abilities and I can chain them together Um, and now I've unlocked chaining between the girls so now I can actually like do like fire on one girl and then fire on the next girl and that chains together to be a bigger fire attack and I'm also amazed at how big the areas that you explore are. Yeah, they are huge. And they are all built in a way that I know I'm going to have to come back to them time and again. Because, for example, um, Kana has gets the ability to knock over objects. And those objects then create bridges to new areas. But at the moment, I only have, like, punchy level one. And I've already found like five or six different places where I need punchy level two. And there's like this black and white smoke and a bunch of the things that's supposed to be, it's Blair smoke. And it, I have no idea how to remove that yet. So um, smoke, uh, we saw um, on the home shopping network, a good air cleaner. Used <laughs> yes, to get we rid did. Of, of smoke. <laughs> um, and you don't have to clean the filter, Anna. It's it's a lifetime filter. It's a filter. lifetime filter. It, it's going to last for the lifetime of the device. It's a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Lifetime filter. Never lifetime. have to change it. Never have to change it. <laughs> Except for when you do. 
Um, when Chris and I stay in hotel rooms, we will often watch the shopping, some sort of shopping network, um, and make fun of the presentations. Yeah. That sounds like fun. They, they had a, they had a sort of an interesting laptop, which had a one terabyte drive and the guy wouldn't shut up about the fact that this was the biggest hard drive he had ever sold in a laptop. In a computer. In a computer. That's right. <laughs> that's what made it funny. Yep. This is the biggest hard drive I've ever sold in a computer. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah, that's what I've been doing this week outside of playing some iPad games. I'm still playing Star Trek Timelines, and I'm still playing Record Keeper, and I'm still playing Criminal Minds, and I'm still playing Shop Heroes. So that's what I've been playing. And I think that's what everybody's been playing. All right. Uh, every and and um, yeah, it, that means it's time for the news. Back up that news. Beep. 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 A story trailer has been released for Atlas's 3DS Shin Megami Tensei 4 Apocalypse, and I would put this in the trailers section. However, um, they've got details that are relevant, like um. Because they show no wait, this should have been in the trailer section actually. This, this story has a typo. Oh yeah, the trailer promises a summer 2014 Western release. Well, I hope it's out before then, <laughs> or after then rather. And I actually had you pre-order this because the you did the day one edition includes um, a metal emblem set Ooh, called boy. the Final Choice. The Final Choice metal emblem set based on the game. So like I... they're spoiling you with the pre-order item. I pre-ordered it for that very reason. Yeah, me too. What are you going to do with your medals, Kelly? I don't know if I'm going to put them on my jacket or not. I have one, my well, punk jacket. If you don't put I them have. on your jacket, are they just wasting space in your house? You know, they might be. Okay. <laughs> I've got my punk jacket that I've got, like, patches and buttons and pins and stuff that I might add it to. What are you going to do with your medals, Anna? Um, I haven't decided yeah, yet. Yeah, so they are going to waste space in our house. All right, got it. All I'll right. probably put them on a little hook in here. All right. We haven't decorated this office like at all. No, you're right. That's that's fair. We could put random tchotchkes in here, I guess. Yes. Uh, Heaven Strike Rivals. This is hey, your game, Anna. Yeah, we talked about this. Oh, we did? Yeah, okay. so it came out to PC like two weeks ago. Okay. Well, then I don't know why this story is up here. Because right. I think it took us a while to report about it. All right. Well, uh, it took a long time to get a Dragon Ball video game. No, it didn't. Um, Bandai Namco has put up a... Oh, this is another... Trailer. Um, Bandai Namco put up a trailer for Dragon Ball Fusions. Um, yeah. And uh, so, I, I, so I, this I, is an RPG? Oh, it's a Pokemon RPG. Well, it's a collect and train. So, Pokemon. No... Well, I, yeah, although the thing that people probably care more is, I think that Namco Bandai also released a trailer for, um, uh, what, was the, what was the name of that what game they released recently? Um, Xeno something. Xenoverse? Yeah, they're releasing Dragon Ball Xenoverse? What? Yeah, there's a sequel to that. Sequel? Yeah. Which isn't an RPG, but no. I think that's probably what that's going to get overshadowed by. So this Dragon Ball Fusions is not a mobile game? No, it's a 3DS game. Well, that's mobile, but it's not like a free. No, to play... but it's not a phone game. I thought this was a free to play phone game. I'm no, sorry. I thought it was too, but then I looked at the collect and train and... Dragon Ball. Sounds totally like free to play. In fact, this is a phone game. I know this is a phone game. Oh 
You know what? I think I might have a friend that's playing this because he always tweets Japanese Dragon Ball stuff. This is a phone game, though. This is a Dragon Ball Fusion um, Super... No, wait, maybe not. I thought this was. I'm so sorry. There is a Dragon Ball... It's a card game. There is a Dragon Ball phone game where you, like, level up your Goku and shit. Right? Yeah, it's a card game. Dragon Ball Z... Dragon Ball... Le Dragon Ball level Z Dokkan Battle. God, that just sounds like a weird euphemism for something. Yeah, level up your Goku, man. And you gather key to perform devastating techniques. Anyway, so there is a Dragon Ball, you know, collect and level up and spend all your money game. But this is not it, apparently. So this is... So that makes it infinitely more interesting because <laughs> I don't I, have to just, spend $800 on it. <laughs> I just like the idea of breeding a Vegeta and checking his IVs and EVs. <laughs> well, that's, that's fair. Um, the problem here is, you know, it looks like they got a lot of GT characters. Did we not get GT? Oh, we did. Okay. Nobody we liked didn't it. want it. Oh. There's a real sequel <laughs> to Dragon Ball going on now. Um I don't know if we've got that in Is the Is that US the live yet. action one? No, no. Like a real Toriyama writing manga sequel. Oh. Yeah, like not GT. I think I, it ignores I GT. I know nothing <laughs> about the Dragon Ball universe. Uh, so. Do you mean um, Dragon Ball Super that's currently airing, or am I getting confused? No, that's probably it. Yeah, Dragon Ball Super is a currently airing anime series. Yeah, it, and it's like, it's actually real. Uh, yeah. <laughs> As in, it, I think it ignores GT for a start. Good. <laughs> yeah. no, nobody liked that. What's funny about this trailer is that it shows GT Super Saiyan and Blue Super Saiyan, which is hilarious. Why is that hilarious? Because in this new series, it ignored GT, which had Red Super Saiyan in it. Okay. So clearly they're trying to cater to that one fan that liked GT somehow. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they, they developed this before Super was a thing. That would probably uh, make more sense. I think there is some some red glowy form that is currently still canon, but okay. whatever. I, I, the only reason I'm interested in is it's more material for the Dragon Ball Z abridged people to work with. Yes. Excellent. And that's that's <laughs> the, it's the only reason I'm interested. I, I take it Team Four Star has ruined DBZ for you too, Alice. I, well, I mean, I was never hugely into it in the first place, but uh, it is probably the best abridged series out there. I cannot watch Dra Dragon Ball anymore. I just quote the abridged series now. Yeah, it, I don't think I can take Dragon Ball seriously anymore, I, even if I did take it seriously. There is an iPhone app called DBZ Goku Super Saiyan Creator, where it's a Super Saiyan dress-up game where you basically put together various parts and make your, your Super Saiyan with different outfits. And I don't think it's licensed either. <laughs> Whatever. All right. Anyway, yeah, that's uh, that's uh, Bandai Namco. So that's Japanese only for now. No news of a Western release. So I hope we'll get that in the West because that sounds like it could be fun. Um, if there if there ever was a DBZ game, DBZ game, I would be interested in it. Would be this one just because it looked adorable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right, so let's see what else we got here. We have um, more info from Etrian Odyssey Five. They are adding the four new classes. 
Um, in addition to, let's see, the, the ones announced previously, we've got now Shaman, Hound, Reaper, and Necromancer. Um, I bet you they have videos for all these, don't they? Yep. Yes, they do. They have, what do they have, Anna? Sorry, what? I just need you to say the word trailer. Trailer. Thank you. <laughs> so they have videos for the shaman, who I guess heals and stuff, right? I don't know. I can't tell. It's all in Japanese. We've got videos for the hound, which I think is like a werewolf. No. No, that's a beastmaster. It's a bow. Yeah, they're they're a ranged bow and arrow class with. Well, they have um, big animal ears, so yes, I don't know. and they have a wolf and a falcon that assists them. Mm. A wolf or a falcon or a wolf and a falcon? And. Oh, cool. There um, there was a class like this in, um, I can't remember if it was the first or second untold, where it was a guy with a bow that his specialty was binds. Mm. All right. And then they got the reaper, which looked like people with wings that like slice things with large weapons. They are a debuffer, I believe. And They're then a frontline the... debuffer. And then the necromancer, which looks like, you know, the apocalypse incarnate, essentially. <laughs> they're supposed to be well-rounded, so oh. they're front row or back row or support. Yeah. You, know, you know, necromancers, always known as the most well-rounded member of the party, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Okay. So August 4th in Japan. Um, no E3, Western details yet, E3 but I bet E3. Yeah. yeah. This, this makes sense as an E3 announcement. Mm -hmm. I hope so. I want this game so bad it hurts. Let's see. Moon Hunters is coming to PlayStation 4. So I've we knew this was coming, uh -huh. but we didn't have a date. July 12th. Yep. That's your date. Uh, Moon Hunters, of course, already out on PC. You can play it already. And I think we have both an hour, uh, both a, both a, an hour to impress and a review. Yep. So I think uh, I'm pretty sure... This is the one that Adrian played it four times. Mm -hmm. And so what he did is he divided the screen into four and you can watch him play through all four playthroughs. Oh, cool. Because there is a limited amount of in-game time you can play before you're done. Right. And so you have to sort of accomplish the story for that character within that time. Yeah, it's a weird game. So it has a hard, hard time limit? It does. Yep. Huh. Um, because the idea is, is you're supposed to replay the game and make a different choice to see more of the story. Oh. And choices have like real serious impacts. It's more of a choose your own adventure book yes. where you're reading through all the different art, you know, yeah. passable branches you could have gone down. So the cool thing is, is um, every time you complete an adventure, you um, become a star in the sky. And your star is based off of the choices that you made. So I could be like, pause the latch if I hit on all the girls. Wow. Sounds like it could be fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's really... What are you it's hitting a on really, all the girls for, Anna? You have me. I know. It was our anniversary played, this week. I know. Why don't, you, why don't you like me anymore? Because you didn't get me a bracelet. <laughs> I did get you a... Oh... Here's sorry, my real this... question for you, Anna Marie. Why yes. haven't you played Moon Hunters yet? Um, because it's only out on Steam, and I have trouble sitting down in front of the computer and playing a game. Okay. How long is this game? Um, not that long. Not that long. I mean, it's... playthroughs are like I think two hours or less. Yeah. 
And I mean, one of the playthroughs that Adrian did, I think, took him an hour because he was like, I know exactly what I want to do and I know exactly what I'm shooting for. Room. Moon Hunters. So, I mean, really, this is the kind of game I think that I would either stream on the PS4 because I could basically do an entire playthrough in one sitting or I'd play it on the Vita so that I could do like, well, same thing. I could play an entire adventure in one sitting. You should have had me... maybe. When we backed this, we should have gotten the P- the Vita code instead of the PC. Okay, I didn't know we backed it. Yeah. We've you, seen had, this... you had me back this game after oh, okay. PAX. <laughs> oh, like, okay. Back that. Yeah, we, we've seen this a couple times at PAX, and every time we've been interested in it. That was probably two PAXs ago, actually. Um, yeah, well, it would have been, because we didn't go to PAX this in 2015. Oh, yeah, that's right. So I think we saw it in 2014. This, this was a, a Square Enix collective game. Ah, that's why the name sounds familiar. Yes. Well, I added it to my Steam wish list. I might check it out at some point. All right. Let's see what we got. Um, uh, NIS America put out a trailer for Grand Kingdom. And they're talking about the hunter, the medic, the fighter, and the witch. Mm Mm-hmm. So Hunter is a range class, Medic is a healer, Fighter is an up-close warrior, and the Witch is a magic caster. So this is a new TRPG um, coming to PS4 and Vita on June... 21st. Yes, and June 17th in Europe. Yep. And Piranha Bytes put out a... Trailer! ...for its open-world action RPG, LX, that's spelled (laughs) E-L-E-X. It's showing off some of the environments and the creatures. It is um, going to be coming out in 2016 or 2017. I hadn't really heard of this one yet. It's by some of the people that made the Gothic series, okay. and that's all I know about it. It's a very realistic style yeah, environment. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a WRPG. With dinosaurs. Hey, you know. And robots. And giant cavemen-looking things. And power lines. It is weird-looking. So it's like the apocalypse happened and then dinosaurs and cavemen came back. So and robots. So figure that one out. It'll be a while before we know what's going on in Oh, I just heard them say it in the trailer. Elix. So alright. Uh Kings and Heroes, anyone played that? No, what's that? It's a fantasy action RPG. It's now available through Steam's early access program. I guess you haven't been played it yet since it just came out. <laughs> it's thirty bucks. Uh, it is gonna be in early access for six to nine months, they hope, and then come out for PC, Mac, PS4, and Xbox One. It is an open world with players able to join up to seven other players. Hey, there. This Alice. is like a very D and D esque game. To take on various dungeons in the land of Sundaria. And you get to choose fantasy races, dwarf, elf, goblin, halfling, human, orc, and five classes, champion, cleric, ranger, rogue, wizard. Let's take a look at this thing. Hey, that's the sentence I rewrote. Oh, is it? Okay. Um, it used to have a lot more dashes in it. I'm looking I'm looking first-person combat, so is this like uh, Skyrim? I don't know what's going on in this game. So go check it out on Steam Early Access if you want to try it out now, or just wait for most of a year and uh, see if it turns out into anything good. And yeah, it looks like first-person combat, but with multiplayer, and that's cool. So I, I'm guessing these guys are going for that market of, man, I wish Skyrim had co-op. Because that, that's kind of what this looks like. That's so, what the trailer looked like. Yep. So 30 bucks is what they're targeting that for, and you can pick it up now. Um, here's a... Anna. Trailer. For Tokyo Mirage Sessions Pound Fire Emblem. 
or is it hash fire emblem? I call it pound. Is it music uh, sharp? It's, it's sharp, sharp, isn't it? It's sharp, Effie. It's hashing in Europe. Oh, I really? Think I think they're pronouncing it. Sh- no, no. It they pronounce it hash in Europe usually, but I think this has been officially labeled as sharp because of music. Because it's a musical mm-hmm. character. So sharp Effie. Sharpie. Uh, <laughs> Sharpie. <laughs> I just call it pound Effie. So that it's just a trailer showing more of the game, right? Yep. Okay. So, so June twenty fourth, North America yeah, and yeah, Europe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. NIS America put out info about Criminal Girls two. Anna, take it away. You've been so excited about this. <laughs> All right. So um, it's Criminal Girls two. It's coming exclusively for the Vita, September twentieth in North America, September twenty third in Europe. So this is a sequel to Criminal Girls Invite Only. And um, I think I've talked about the plot of these games before, but basically you're a guy, you've been, uh, you have been hired to go to hell. You don't know until you get there. And you have to lead a group of uh, female delinquents that were sentenced to hell um, through a reformation program. And so basically how do you reform them, how, Anna? How many how many of those words do we have to put in quote marks? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All A of lot. Them? They are female quote delinquents. And they have to be quote motivated. Um and so there was a lot of controversy when the first game came out. Not, ironically, very little because of its very adult nature and more because of how Nisa changed it. And basically, in the first game, they changed the name of the minigame to Motivation and they put some pink smoke in the minigames to obfuscate certain body parts. And there was a. They're lo- just going to get rid of that this time. There was a couple be... of terminology changes. Oh. Yeah, and so they're basically doing this, doing the same thing ish. Oh, so okay. they're retaining all the terminology changes, and instead of doing the pink smoky stuff, they are actually working with the original artist to remove certain, pe- certain aspects of the artwork. So one of the examples that they gave is the girl is sitting on a bed and there's a rope around her chest and there's a rope around her legs so that she can't move. And the new art just won't have those ropes. And I mean, they've been very upfront about what they're changing and why. And there's a blog about it on the Nisa site that you can read and people are going to be up in arms no matter what. And I mean, it sucks that they have to change it. But it's not going to stop me from buying it. I love that that blog went through pretty much every whiny thing people ever say about <laughs> stuff like this. Well, and I think something that I think the ESRB costs money. And I think the people don't realize that. And if your your project is under $250,000, it's 800 bucks. But I can guarantee you that they spent more than $250,000 to develop Criminal Girls 2. It's just too well put together. And so I don't know what the official number is for games that are over a quarter million. I think the last time that I heard a number, it was $5,000. And so people who ask why you don't just submit to the ESRB and get it turned down that's the answer because five thousand dollars gets you one shot 
And if you flunk, if you get a rating that you didn't want, like AO, you have to pay another $5,000 to get re-rated. And that's not pennies to throw around. Even $800 isn't money that you just want to throw down the drain. That's ridiculous. No, it's not. And if you think it's okay to throw $800 at a rating that could potentially fail, you can feel free to write me a check. Well, that's that's Activision money. That's not NISA money. Right. So no, I, I wish that more companies that have to deal with changes like this would put out blogs like this explaining, you know, what's going on and why they why they have to make the changes and why they can't just do the things that people say they do. Like, well, why can't you put it out on Steam? Well, because we have to reprogram the whole game. And I mean, you for for better or for worse, two of the things that the ESRB really really um nails in on is content consent and intent and so i mean i I, i've brought this up on other podcasts but i don't think i've brought it up here like carnage heart exa was a game that natsume localized and um we were having a problem because the esrb was going to give it an m rating and natsume just doesn't release m rated games it's company policy just like nisa doesn't really say oh games company policy and so we were like okay what do we need to change to make it t-rated and it was really easy we took a gun out of someone's hand that was talking about suicide that's all it it took that was it because do you guys get like a preview ES or ESRB rating or something where they suggest stuff to take out? Um, I don't know exactly how it works because that's not part of my job. I know okay. that you can sort of talk to the ESRB and say, hey, this is what we're thinking of doing. What might be the rating? Okay. There is some sort of process to go through to sort of get an idea of what might need to be changed because companies do that. But I don't know what that process is or what it looks like or how in-depth it is. Okay. I mean, I I wish that companies didn't have to change stuff. But frankly, if stuff has to be changed to get it over here, then it's a necessary evil. I know that a lot of people don't feel that way, but that's how I feel. Well, and if you want to play the game the way that it is in Japan... Import the Japan version. Yeah. It's, there's a thing out there for you. Hmm. Well, I'm glad we're on I, the same I'm I think my favorite part about this story is we had a disclaimer at the end that says, please note, these links may not be safe for work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Because there's like a huge collector's edition, and yeah, some of that stuff is you. When I sent you that link, that um, yeah, I, you I told sent... me not to open it during a meeting. <laughs> <laughs> so I sent Chris the blog detailing um, the changes that were happening in the localization, and I was like, "Here you go. By the way, don't open this while you're in your meeting." You should have. I hope you put that at the beginning so he didn't see it afterwards. Uh, no, I put it after. Okay. Well, risky click. Yep. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just reading through this note here. And yeah, they, they seem to have covered all the issues. Um, some of it's kind of weird. Like, well, we don't have subtitles during the 
during the punishment scenes because we don't have dialogue during the punishment scenes because we wouldn't have subtitles. I'm like, well, why don't you just add subtitles? Because you really dealt with that. <laughs> um, because the mini games require you to put your hand on the screen. Oh, okay. And you wouldn't be able to read them. Ah, all right. Weird. I mean, you didn't see me play any of the mini games, did you? No. Okay. Yeah, like the shock rod one is like I could be at like two different spots on the screen dragging my fingers back and forth. Oh, okay. So yeah, there's 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 nowhere good that you could put the the subtitles. Hmm. But you know, uh, this is censorship. Is, is what it? I would, yeah. <laughs> this is voluntary censorship to let a product come out. I call it localization. <laughs> I I agree with Anna. Sometimes changes have to be made for it to be compatible with yeah. a different audience. But it can't come out here because of government standards. No, it can't come out here or because of, of the... industry standards. Yes. Here. Well, industry standards and what's appropriate for one country isn't necessarily appropriate for another country. Well, that like is censorship then. To say that something's inappropriate for your country, that is censorship. Yeah, but I'm talking like actual cultural censorship that's it, that well, is that that's like saying this thing from another country culture can't exist here in this form because our culture people, won't accept it and that yeah, so is this is, is this really the hill we want to die on <laughs> <laughs> natsume announced a new title this week <laughs> and i bet you they will not be censoring anything in it absolutely not all right tell us about it anna our harvest moon representative i i'm supposed to talk about my own game um you who else is more qualified okay well this is harvest moon sky tree village i mean you've been talking about it all week i figure you're well practiced at it oh goodness <laughs> uh it's a 3ds game it's coming out this year it's a sequel to lost valley right uh no no i would say spiritual sequel maybe I mean, I'm seeing the same systems in that game improved upon here. Right. That seems so, like a sequel to me. But it's, I don't <laughs> we know. We took our knowledge from the last game and made a better one. Okay. That's like in the that definition sense, of a yes, sequel. Yes, it is a sequel. <laughs> um, so it has mostly new characters and a few returning characters. Um, one of which made, like, the girl who runs Foku extremely ecstatic. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Who's she into? Uh, she really, I'm not going to say, I don't think I'm allowed revealing any of the returning characters right now. Oh, wait, then how does she get excited about it? Cause I told her. Oh, well you, okay. Well, you shouldn't have teased us with it then. Yeah. Well, some people don't blab. Oh, I see. Unlike you. Yeah, I know. So Sky Tree Village, um, takes place in a land known as the Oasis of the Harvest Goddess because the oasis of the harvest goddess is there um and the land used to be super awesome and fresh and green and then everybody stopped believing in the harvest goddess so everything went <laughs> okay and so you are a new farmer that's moved in and you have been tasked with reviving the seven sky trees so you start as a male or a female farmer you have bachelorettes and bachelors to woo um there are animals. In fact, there's a new one. So it's a sh uh, chicken, sheep, cow, horse, and poi. I, I'm very bad at pronouncing this. I haven't practiced yet. Poito donkey. 
Which is a donkey that has lots of Yeah, it's a donkey hair. that has like almost like alpaca like hair. Mm-hmm. And so they are a shearing animal. A floofy donkey. It is a very floofy donkey. They're super adorable. And so, uh, yeah, new bachelors, new bachelorettes. Um, and Anna, why don't you guys have a trailer out? Because it's coming in A3. Oh, all right. <laughs> um, that's a loaded question. <laughs> you jerk. You expected me not to have an answer to that. Uh-huh. Um, and so, yeah, it's uh, it's going to have... Um, the land raising and lowering that was in the Lost Valley, but the system has kind of been, no pun intended, redesigned from the ground up. <laughs> so similar to the Lost Valley, but a lot of changes. A lot of changes. Like in-game portraits. Mostly because I wouldn't shut up about them. Mm-hmm. I think Talk got hired, tired of me to ask Got tired of you asking for in-game portraits? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a thing. Mm -hmm. I still need to pick up the Lost Valley. Um, I would argue that you don't. <laughs> that bad, huh? I didn't like it. He has not liked any Harvest Moon that he's played. That game was rough, man. Hey, uh -oh. Story of Seasons is right beside you. Why don't you play that? Because I don't want to play any Harvest Moon games. Yes. Generally. I mean... This is the thing: is he telling no, no. you that the Lost no, 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 Valley no. is bad? Is not. Let me turn that around on you. Anna. Story Seasons is right next to you. Why haven't you played that? Because I don't want to do the long ass tutorial. Oh, okay. The tutorial takes so long, okay. and there's so many things that are gated behind, um, like yearly progress. That I'm. And why did you ask for it as a present? Because I'll play it eventually. When? I don't know. They'll have another one out by that time. Uh, maybe. Oh. How I'm, does your job feel feel about you buying the rival game? Um, care. my job was excited that I got returned to Popolo Croix, uh, returned to Popolo Croy two uh, weeks. They early. want her opinions on how to make their games better than theirs. So. <laughs> no. Oh, I wasn't sure if that was like yes. a Pepsi Coke thing. Nah. I mean, bear in mind that there's no animosity between Natsume and Exe. Oh. Uh, I mean, the companies have been friends for a very long time. Like, every year, uh, Ken from Exceed comes over to our booth and trades plushies with us. Ooh. Yeah, because he knows Black. your plushies are better than theirs. <laughs> I mean, Black when they market. decided to put out Story of Seasons, they actually brought over their little Angora rabbit that they decided to, to put out. And it was like, hey, Hero and Graham, can you look at this and tell me what you think about the quality and how much I'm paying for it? Like, there, is, there isn't any animosity between Exceed and Natsume. The video game industry is too small to be that petty. I mean, I just there's a there's I... two different people that now work at Exceed that have been uh, that have been booth workers for Natsume in past years. I was just thinking about it more like a Ash Gary Oak rival. <laughs> nah. I'm looking at pictures of Angora rabbits now, and they are adorable. There, they are cute. They get they get sheared. Yes, they are a shearing animal. Mm. All right. Whew. So that's that's uh, that's that's the new far harvest moon. 
and I'm, I'm I'm just waiting for the announcement. What's of the it coming out on? 3ds. Is that it? Yes. Okay. 3ds exclusive. All right. No, no Wii U, PC, iOS, or Android. No. Okay. So this is strictly portable. Yeah. All right. You're reading in the story about Seas of Memories. No, I'm just asking. Okay. I'm trying to get you to say something you shouldn't. <laughs> Dick. All right. So uh, I'd like to take a break now for more trailers. Trailers. So Anna Marie, um, first off, we have a trailer for from PlayStation Underground. Um, they Sony put out a trailer of Star Ocean Integrity and Faithlessness, which that game is so hard to pronounce. <laughs> Showing off battle stuff, and there's a blog that goes with it and stuff, so you could check that out. Z-Boyd Games put out a really well-received trailer for Cosmic Star Heroine. Yeah, it's nice. I saw it, I saw it like three cuts before the final, and I was like, hey, this sucks. And they fixed it, and I was like, hey, that's better. <laughs> well, it seems to have really good um, feedback. Yes. Um, so people were liking it. Um, that's the game that looks like Chrono Trigger from Z-Boyd. Are we going to talk about the other new stuff? Yeah. Okay. Part of taking a break means you come back. Oh, I see. Yeah. Ah. Uh, Pokemon Company has put out a... Trailer! For Pokemon Sun and Moon. Um, putting out like uh, stuff about the legendary Pokemon. Uh, Solgaleo and Lunala. So Jeez. here's my favorite part. Solgaleo is the, the legendary for Pokemon Sun. He is a steel psychic. Which means the Pokemon Sun legendary is weak to fire. <laughs> that is kind of weird. So Lunala is a psychic ghost. And they're a, a bat. It's a giant bat. That's going to be my Pokemon. Yes. Because mine's the stupid kitty. Stupid hey. kitty. Hey, I'm going stupid kitty. Yeah, me too. Everyone's going stupid, Kitty. What are you talking about? <laughs> the other cool thing, that which they is weird, because Anna week... really actually wants a bat in real life. Yes. Which is so I figured she'd go for the bat here. Nah. Yeah. Dumb Kitty. Dumb Kitty. All right. Um. So the other cool thing that they revealed is that your um your Pokemon Pokedex, in, it's your... been possessed by a Rotom. Yes. <laughs> and it was designed to be possessed by a Rotom. Yep. <laughs> But do you get the Rotom in your Pokedex? Because that's one of the hardest ones to find. No. Is it? Yes. Yeah. Rotom's really hard to get. Oh, I didn't know that. Where do you find them? Are they event only? No, I... not that bad. But they're like, you got to unlock certain conditions in order to find one in most of the games that they appear in. And do you have to have them possess? How do Rotoms work in the games? Do you get them in one of their possessed forms, or can you get them by themselves? No, you get them in their regular form, and okay. then I forget how you transform them. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I, I never got into Rotom, so. I, I got mine on a GTS, and I think it was like a lawnmower, so. <laughs> nice. Let's right. check. How do you change? Okay. Um... It has the ability to possess the motors of certain appliances and change forms. Um, er, how does a Rotom change forms? Um, keep going. All right. Well, I'm going to talk about more Pokemon. Uh, Pokemon Go has some new screenshots showing off how you can customize your trainer um, and just how Pokemon kind of look in the environment. 
So they got someone who walked into what looks like the Pokemon store and started looking for a Meowth in there um, or found a Meowth in there. Um, and they show like Pokemon eggs. So this is really cool. And it's all like screenshots from the mobile app um, on Android. Um, and yeah, it's Pokemon Go. Woo! Who's waiting for Pokemon Go? I want Pokemon Go. I'm gonna look really stupid and try to catch stuff Ooh, in public. We're all gonna we're all gonna travel across the country oh. to catch Mewtwo. It's gonna be great. Okay, in X and Y, you go to the second floor of Professor Sycamore's lab, and there is a room with multiple storage boxes. Interact with this box, and you will be able to change your Rotom's form. So basically, you walk up to the box that has a lawnmower or a fridge or a toaster oven or a fan or a washing machine in it. Uh, let's see. Um, we have some info from Badland Indie and Anima Project. They put out a new trailer for Anima Gate of Memories. Uh, this is a teaser for the game. Um, and I don't know. It's based on uh, the pen and paper game Anima Beyond Fantasy. Gate of Memories takes you through the world of Gaia. It's going to be out June 3rd for 20 it bucks. It is out. Oh, it is out. So we yeah, did a... June 3rd already happened. We did a deep look of this. Oh, we did? Yes. So Uh-oh. Alex put that up yesterday. Deep look is our new feature for games that we don't want to finish reviewing because we don't like them, right? Yeah. Recommended? <laughs> no. <laughs> Wait, will there be any deep looks with a recommended of yes is my question. Yeah. Okay. Why would we not want to finish a good game? Um, Because it's unfinishable, like an MMO. Oh, okay. So deep look is going to be like where... But we, re- we give scores to MMOs, so that's not true. Yeah, we're going to stop doing that. Why? Because you can't beat an MMO. No, but you can give a score to an MMO. Uh, I think yeah. we're... No, we're moving away from that model. We're getting rid of scores? Mm, for stuff that we can't beat? Yeah. We don't have to beat it to give it a score. Yes, we do. No, not... That's a like policy. Uh, no, but not for MMOs. They're not beatable to begin with. Yes, that's the point. So they're yeah. going to become deep looks. But they need a better recommendation than just yes or no. Okay, well then maybe we'll um, tweak the system. Well, I mean, do they? Do they need a better recommendation than yes or no? Well, does any game... Depends on who you ask. Yeah. I mean, we've so talked I, about getting rid of our scores entirely, repeatedly. I, I just don't see how you can say MMOs don't need a, a numerical score, but all these other games, they do. They don't. They do not need a score, which is why we have discussed over and over again removing scores from our reviews. I can't wait till Alex is back on the show. <laughs> I'm going to harass him about this. All right. I would think that MMOs are even more subjective than regular finite games. All right. So that's our question of the week, folks. <laughs> Do MMOs Do need numerical scores? scores? Yeah. Yes or no? <laughs> you give us a yes or no about whether or not they need numerical scores. <laughs> and if you're really clever, you'll give us a one out of five answer about whether or not they need numerical scores. Um, all right. World of Final Fantasy has screenshots that came out this week. I'm trying to keep away from this completely because I want to be surprised when it comes out. Okay. Um, It it looks like enemies and your characters and um, summons all have different art styles. So that's kind of weird. It looks like Funko Pops. Well, some of them look like Funko Pops. Some of them don't. It's really weird. And it's like different in cutscenes and not in cuts. I don't know. It's it's strange. And that's what I was just going to talk about. Anna, 
Yes. There's a new Akiba's game coming out. Yes, so Akiba Akiba's Strip we do not cover because it was never marketed as an RPG. But then this week they announced Akiba's Beat. It's a PlayStation 4, PlayStation Vita title. It's a sequel to Akiba's Strip, but this time it is being marketed as an RPG. It's apparently Acquire's first action RPG. So. And they've got a countdown website for it. Which, okay. So they did like a really brief... Well, I guess they don't have a countdown because the countdown ended. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they did a really brief sort of splash about it in Famitsu. There's a trailer up now on their on their Akibuz, uh, Akibuz.jp if you want to go check that out. Um, A-K-I-B-A-S dot J-P. It's time to get off the power button for my computer. All right, thank you. Sorry. Uh, yeah, and it looks uh, Persona-like in running through dungeons and stuff and having back attacks and, like, you hit enemies with weapons and then go into a battle system. So, and uh, I don't know what the beat is about, but, yeah, this looks like it might be marketed towards people who like the Persona-type things. So, check it out. See if it's for you. Get excited. Get hype. Um, they also had another... Uh, tr- Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the same story. Yeah. So that's uh, that's Akibus. Monster Hunter Stories got a bunch of details. They did one of those. Uh, Japan likes to do these things where they do like TV specials where they just talk about a game for half an hour or an hour. Um, we don't really get these here. Um, I mean, I guess we do sometimes as like YouTube deep dives, but most companies don't do them like this. Actually, this was a two-hour thing. Oh, I guess it was a stream. Huh. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, but it's called Capcom TV. So I figured it was one of the ones that airs on TV there, but I guess not. Um, this There's a lot of details on this. And um, so just to, to cherry pick a few, this does take place in the same world as Monster Hunter. Okay. Um, as much as Monster Hunter has a cohesive world, I guess. Uh, there, You know, you get a baby Rathalos from an egg. Um... Da, 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 da. They sh- there's the num- uh, they show the game's world map by accident apparently, and it has a number of villages, including uh, and, you know, and you know there's some in a fire area, and there's some in an ice area, there's some in a f- f- jungle area, and some in a desert area, just like you'd expect. Um, let's see. It sounds like you can raise multiple myverns, whatever those are. Uh, what's a myvern? Oh, that's that's a the, the author wrote, made up that term. Uh, multiple monsters that you make a bond with, and you can have up to six in your party. It looks like uh, da, 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 da. each monster fills a unique niche, um, mm-hmm. and you're gonna have home in the home village. You can change your hair and hair color. And that's very important, of course, right? No. Anna, this is the one you're going to play. It is? Yeah, this is Monster Hunter Stories. Oh, okay. I've been talking about Monster Hunter Stories the whole time. I... Hatch an egg. Hey, I it's Monster Hunt. What's Monster Hunt? By default, I check out because these are well, games that I don't play. Link. No, this, this is going to be the one you do. Okay. Uh, yeah, and there's going to be the mo- boy and girl Monster Hunter Amiibo will be 1,800 yen. Um, you're going to get the Monster the Hunter The Biro Amiibos, Amiibo right? will be 1,200 yen. I'm sorry? You're going to get the Monster Hunter Amiibos, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> they look amazing. 
Are, are there Palico amiibos? Um, I don't think so. Why are there no Palicos? Nabiru Monster Hunter Stories. Let me hold on. Yes, there is one Palico. They're called Nibiru in this one. Oh, okay. They they get different names in each game, right? Oh, so, I didn't realize that. Yeah, they they, they they used to be felines and then palicos and now they were the next felines. F e l y n e s, right? Yeah, well, felines, felines. I mean, it's just an I versus a Y, Anna. <laughs> but yeah, here um, they've got the the new design cat here, um, and it's called uh, Nibiru. I, it might be the name of him in this case, but uh, yeah. They always they always have a slightly different design and a slightly different name. Um, it's what I've noticed. So. Yeah, that's uh, Monster Hunter Stories. So lots of details for that came out this week. Um, be excited because they just—it looks like they put a lot into this game. So, um, and Valkyria Chronicles Two became easier to pick up for Vita owners. Um, you can now directly download it through the PlayStation Store. So that's good because it used to be a harder one to transfer on there. So they updated the compatibility list and all that. So yeah, that's good. Um, and then finally, we have a Kickstarter check. We need we need theme music from Anna for that. Hmm. Kickstarter check. Um. Dun, da, da, da. Okay. The first Kickstarter is called Moon Moonlighter. All right. So let me uh, do the. Oh, this is this is a good one. All right, Moonlighter ARPG with rogue light and shopkeeping elements. Is that, is that enough to get you into an, a roguelite? Rogue, not roguelike, but roguelite? Shopkeeping? Because it has shopkeeping? Maybe. I mean, aren't there other roguelites that have shopkeeping? I don't remember. Um, isn't that kind of like the whole thing for... Um, why can I never remember? Reseteer. Yeah, you tell me. You, you played it. Yeah. I mean, you do the shopkeeping, and then you send people out to adventure, and you control them, and it's a little dungeon crawler roguelike. So what I don't know is if you'll like the art style on this, but hmm. uh, the dungeons look very Zelda, so that's cool. Overhead. Like, like no, like Zelda 1, 2? Like Zelda like, 1. Uh, yuck. Okay. But you... Wait, 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 wait. You, you, you backed another game that looks like Zelda 1. I did? Yes. Which one? Um, the the purple themed one. Um, huh? It's not out yet. I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, Delver's Drop. Oh yeah. And that looks like Zelda. Does it not? It looks more like Link to the Past than anything else. Well, S S Zelda One and Link to the Past have the same design. Mm, what are you talking about? Really. It's the same overhead dungeon design. No, not really. Why not? It's a, it's a. You're looking at the room from the top down and walking around manipulating puzzle elements. What's the difference? Hmm. This... I don't know. They just feel different to me. Okay. Well, this is like Link to the Past, then. Yes. Okay. Now, now, can you be interested? Yes. Okay. Good. <laughs> All right. Let, let let me do the normal Kickstarter things. Um. An action RPG with roguelite elements about Will, a shopkeeper who dreams of being a hero. There's a trailer. You can watch it. It's part of the Square Enix Collective. Um, it's got an art style that actually looks similar um, in artistic 
um, well, in some ways it looks like Zelda, and in some other ways it looks more like Moon Hunters. So figure that one out. Um, it's already met its goal of forty thousand dollars. They're at fifty-five thousand, so they made it. You can choose to back it. Um, you can get in early. Uh, well, no, I guess you can't. That's all gone. Um, it was twelve bucks to get in at the lowest tier. I like this. There was no thank you tier. It was all about like getting the game. Fifteen bucks now to get a full copy of the game. Um, and if you want to spend tons of money, the top end option is ten thousand uh, dollars. This is still available. <laughs> Uh, you get to become an executive producer in the credits and an invitation to visit our headquarters and meet the team. You also get 25 DRM-free copies of the game on a platform of your choice, 10 t-shirts of your choice, plus all the other physical and digital rewards, even the limited postcards. Free shipping's included. Um, I don't think they include shipping you to their headquarters, though. So, there, there you go. Uh, that's Moonlighter. Uh Looks like that one's going to succeed, since it already did. <laughs> Next one is Guardians of the Rose, Witchcraft versus Magic, a 2D action RPG. This one's tagline is, Explore a vast continent filled with ancient ruins, magical relics, and untold dangers. Encounter giants, dragons, and friends alike. Um, this one also has a pixelated art style. Um, and yeah, it looks kind of like a uh, upgraded graphics from an NES game. And uh, it looks like an action combat system, um, which makes sense. 2D action RPG, right? So slashing swords and stuff like that, walking around. Um, yeah. It is $7,500 the goal. They're at $2,755. They have 18 days left to go. You can get in. Um, they still have some early bird pledges available. 10 bucks gets you a digital copy of the game. 15 bucks once those run out, is what you'll need to pay to get a copy of the game. And then if you want to spend lots of money, you can do that by $1,000 or more. Two of two are still left. Make your own quest line plus both plus basic enemy plus item plus an RP's, uh, excuse me, plus an NPC. You will work directly with me on Skype or via email if you prefer to create the following. A multi-part quest line using the boss, basic enemy, item, and NPC that you will help create. You can choose to have a quest line in either main story or make your own side story to explore. Um, everything created in this tier will be included in every version of the game, plus all previous non-limited rewards are included. All right, that's Guardians of the Rose. Lower budget, um, and they have not made their goal yet. So see if you want to check that out and uh, sponsor them or not. And then finally, Stygian, a Lovecraftian computer RPG. Is this, is this for you, Anna? I thought it was Stygian. Stygian, a Lovecraftian computer RPG. Maybe. I like that the the video for this one starts off um, with the like they caught them in the middle of preparing for the video, but they weren't quite ready yet. So um, that's good. And they've got like a live action weird thing going on in their video. So go watch that because it's kind of weird. Um, all right, Stygian Reign of the Old Ones is a Lovecraftian computer role playing game of horror, loss, and madness. Um, so like every Lovecraft thing? Well, yeah. Uh, they want $61,312. They've got 27912 already. Uh, the art style is very... Um, uh, I, don't even, I don't know how to describe that art style. Uh, it is certainly not cutesy. It's kind of ultra-dark, grim-dark realistic. Um, would be the words that come to my mind. Um, they do have a thank you tier, uh, starting at one pound excuse me, one euro, uh, eternal gratitude and a high resolution wallpaper for 12 euros. You get an early, Oh, they're all gone. You would have gotten the game. 
or something. For f- for 15 euros now, you can get in and get uh, a high-resolution wallpaper, a digital Stygian Tales poster, and a digital copy of Stygian. If you want to spend lots of money, it's 5,000 euros. You're going to do this, right, Alice? Oh, yeah, totally. Uh-huh. The Holiday of Al-Hazrad is the name of this tier. You get a high-resolution wallpaper. You get a digital Stygian Tales poster, digital copy of Stygian, <coughs> digital soundtrack, digital art book. Your name will be in the credits. A haunted black-and-white photo of yourself in the credits. A merry folk from the Stars storybook. A special edition game tome. A Sleep No More t-shirt. Merry folk figurines. Cultist robe. Your photograph illustrated as a character portrait. You become a non-quest-related NPC with dialogue options. Options. And Midnight Tabletop Madness in Istanbul. You play the tabletop role-playing version of Stygian with the creators in a cult sightseeing in Istanbul with the guidance of the team Cultic. Three days long. So I guess they're in Istanbul? Is that the idea here? Right. They wanted uh, $61,312. They're at $27,929. So they're 26 days to go. They're halfway there. They'll probably make it. Um, that seems pretty good. So there, there's your Lovecraftian option. Those are your Kickstarter options for the week. Of course, there's more on Kickstarter, but those are the ones we chose to highlight. Go check out whether or not you like them and highlight your own. Let us know about any cool Kickstarters you see that we haven't been covering. Um, maybe we'll want to talk about them on the show. Ah, With that, we are done with the news. So let's jump into new releases, shall we? <laughs> no one's excited about new releases. No, this I week? am because there's good stuff coming out this week. Yes, the week does. before E3, I had a, I had a couple of uh, things to point out about regarding trailers. Oh trailers. yeah, what are the trailers you want to point out, else? Uh, there were two Super Robot Wars trailers released today. Yeah, for Super, Super Robot... Robot Wars Five. Yay. Super Robot Wars V. Oh, sorry. It is specific. It, most of them have letters after this oh, one. Oh, sorry. So, so how's this do... work? Go on, Chris. How's this work? This is a this is a licensed one. This is a licensed one, and it's Japan and, only. Then, Uh no, it isn't. What? It's this one is, appears to also being released in Asia in the Asia region in 2017. Ooh, so I can get like a really poor English translation. Uh, well, apparently the English translation for Gundam Breaker Three, which they released recently, released was actually pretty good. Mm, okay. Apparently, apparently, right? I haven't. I don't. I, my, I have the Japanese version so i don't know but okay. from other people from hearing other people talk about it apparently it wasn't actually that bad and we'll see if we can get some feedback on that yeah so, um mm-hmm. do you want to hear the series list i do this is one that you could actually in theory play yeah uh so returning series full metal panic which includes the original series the second raid fumofu and the light novels uh guess robo armageddon uh invincible superman zambot 3 invincible steel man daiton 3 same director uh, Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam, Mobile Suit Gundam Double Zeta, Mobile Suit Gundam Charge Counterattack, uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Sea Destiny, Mobile Suit Gundam Double O Awakening of the Trailblazer, which is the post series movie, uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Unicorn, uh, Martian Success and Nadesco Prince of Darkness, which is another post series movie, uh, Shin, Maz- Shin Mazinga Z, uh, Rebuild of Evangelion, and then the new debut sort of new series. Um, Mobile Suit Crossbone Gundam, which includes some of its uh, more recent manga chapters. Uh, Cross Anjay, Rondo of Angel and Dragons. Uh, Shin Mazinga Zero. Uh, the Brave Express Might Game. 
and possibly the strangest inclusion I've ever seen in a Super Robot Wars game, Space Battleship Yamato 2199. Whoa. That's an old game, right? Or an old anime? Well, no, Space ba the original Space Battleship Yamato is old. 2199 is like oh, know, five recent. years ago or okay. something. All right. It's like a, a modern retelling of the original so series. So they're putting just the, the, the space submarine in? No, it'd be the it'll be the battleship itself. Plus, what uh, from the trailer it appears to be some like the the fighters that were used in the series, like the space. Oh, fighters. sorry. The, and the picture I found of that series, it looked like a submarine to me. So it's a space battleship. All right. Yes. All right. Well, it's in story. It's meant to be the converted wreck of the Yamato battleship. Okay. Is it is that a, is that a sequel to the original Space Battle Yamato or a remake? No, it's 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 a it's a redo. Okay. It's a it's a reimagining of the of the same story. It's All actually right. very good. I've seen it. I'd strongly recommend watching. Well, what's it. better, the original or the remake? Uh, I don't know because I haven't seen the original. Oh, okay. Someone would have to compare. Someone who's seen Star Blazers, which is the localized version of it, would have to uh, would have to chip in on that one. Okay. Um, they also released the second trailer for um, the original generations game that they're releasing as well, Moon Dwellers. Um, so we already had like a like a, a short trailer for that one, but they've now released a much longer one, oh, okay. um, which doesn't confirm too much like that we didn't know already that hadn't been released in, I don't know, Famitsu or previous trailers. Um, but it did confirm that uh, the character Haken Browning will be making an appearance in the main continuity. Uh, the only people who might remember him is he's the cowboy-looking character in Assless Chaps from the game that everyone calls Endless Tits. Okay. <laughs> and I might remember him. I don't know. What game is that? Uh, so, um, uh, Super Robot Wars OG Saga Endless oh, Frontier was that Endless game. Endless Frontier, right. Yeah, okay. it was that Game Boy. Uh, was it Game Boy Advance? Was it? No, uh, it, was DS. Yeah. it was DS. Which means um, it's shown up in Namco Cross Capcom, probably. Or he has shown yeah, up in there, so, right? Yeah, um, so I think Haken and Kaguya, his love interest, I think showed up in the first Project X Zone, but they didn't show up in the second. Um, and also uh, Super Robot Wars Original Generations character Zenga Zombolt, everyone's favorite German samurai, um, he showed up in Project X Zone as well, I think. I've only Anna, played do you remember him? What was the name? Zenga. He was uh, Zenga, Zenga Zombolt, or Sanger, as he is in the translation. S-A-N-G-E-R. Um, S-A-N-G-E-R. Yeah. Sort of very tall, silver head, carried um, a very large katana. This was is he in Project one or two? Cross he's not in two, I don't yes. think. Yes. Yeah. He's super powerful. Yeah, so he um, he and Haken have they they put some lines in the in the trailer that indicate that uh, Haken recognizes Zenga, which basically means that both Project X Zone and Endless Frontier are in canon with the OG verse. Cross out. So. Whatever. Wow. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> so uh, yeah. Oh, Gundam. Giant robots. Giant robots. So I have a giant question robots. for you. Uh, giant robots. Super Robot Wars. Um, I have a question for you about the Super Robot Wars trailer, the new one for five. V. I don't see any... Oh, it's V. Okay. 
<laughs> is it the fifth game? Did you miss the conversation that me and Alice had? No. Where, he, where she did, corrected uh, me? According, no. according to the trailer, the V this time stands for Voyage. Okay. Which, given that uh, Space Battleship Yamato's in, the seri- uh, in this game, that doesn't really surprise me. Yeah, they'll probably all be on it or something. Um, yeah. I have a question for you. Go on. I don't see anything in this trailer other than special attack cutscenes. Yep, that's basically how they do their trailers. That's okay. Do they never actually show gameplay? Uh, they very rarely show. Um, if they're introducing um, like new systems mm-hmm. um, or reintroducing systems that they've used in previous games, um, so like the pair battle system that features in some of the games, um, then they'll show a couple of screens of like the um, like the setup windows and stuff like that. But the main gameplay of the Super Robot Wars series has barely changed. Since 1991, so it doesn't even show up in trailers anymore. Okay, you no, know, because everyone knows what you get in those. It's so just it's your imagine basic... a TRPG where robots are on the map. Yeah. Okay. And that's it. That the people don't care about that. Okay. They care about <laughs> they care more about giant robots. Than what they care, what, about, they care the about the the cutscenes. <laughs> what yeah. does it look like when I'm doing massive damage? All right. Yeah. Got because it. that's what they quite clearly put a lot of their art team. <laughs> Obviously, <into>. yes. <laughs> All right, good. Glad to have that clarified. Uh, all right, so your new releases for this week, and I apologize, I do not have this as organized as I normally do, so I'll try to be concise here. Um, first off, um, we have Atelier Sophie, the Alchemist of the Mysterious Book, coming out on June 6th. Yeah. No. No? 7th. June 7th, okay. Yeah. Um, we have Edge of Nowhere coming you out. You got me! Oh, June 7th, Atelier Sophie. Yes. <laughs> uh, we have uh, Edge of Nowhere coming on the Rift, Hearts of Iron 4 on the PC, Super Duper Party Pooper on the PC, Broken Bots, Crazy Pixel Streaker, Guilty Gear Exerd Revelator on the PS4 and PS3, um, Guilty Gear Catalyst on Xbox One, PS4, and PC, Odin Sphere Lethraser on PS4, PS3, and Vita. Comes out this week, June 7th. The yeah, Solus Project. Too many good games. Nah, you don't need to play Left Rouser. Just look at the review. I did. We have it a review up. really excited for it. We have a review. Yes. Yeah. yeah, read the third paragraph again. I did. It made me really excited for <laughs> <No>. it. <laughs> it shouldn't. Read the third paragraph again. Okay. Well, well, now I'm curious. The third paragraph talks about how the game gets repetitive after you've gone through two of the same characters. Or two characters. Because it's really the same thing until the very end where you get into Armageddon. Um and actually have to make some choices. Uh, anyway, Guilty Gear Exerd Revelator, uh, Mirror's Edge Catalyst, Odin Sphere Left Riser, The Solus Project, The Steam World Heist comes out on PS4, Vita, and PC. That was already out on 3DS. Uh, Phoenix Furia, Heart Z Co-op Puzzles, In Between for Xbox One, Crush Your Enemies for PC, Mac, Linux, iOS, Android, A Game of Changes PC, Ticks, Tales, Up All Night, PC, Mac, Linux. Crimson Rude Decade, PC. Kirby Planet Robobot comes out on June 10th. So that's in Friday, right? Yeah. Um, and Sherlock Holmes, The Devil's Daughter, Xbox One, PS4, PC. Kirby, of course, is on 3DS. Um, let's see. Now, how do I deduplicate these? Uh, we already talked about that. We talked about that. Uh, talked about that. And that, and that, and that, and that. Um, I mentioned Crush Your Enemies, right? Yeah, that's PC Mac Linux. All right, over here, anything we missed in there? Um, PS4 is also getting Hard Reset Redux uh, and Kick and Fennec, uh, which I think also came out on Wii U and stuff. Wait, hold on, am I 
in the Wii U section without realizing it. That happens sometimes. Nope. Yeah, Kick and Fennec, PSN. Mirror's Edge Catalyst we talked about. Paragon Essentials Edition, which is a... Oh, is Paragon coming out for real? This is a MOBA I've been playing with a friend on Early Access. Um, it's very slow and I don't recommend it. <laughs> but he likes it. <laughs> um, Odin Sphere, Left Trouser, Steam World Heist, Tokitori 2 Plus hits PSN. Xbox One got D- Dangerous Golf. I think it's out now, actually. And Mirza Catalyst. I'm kind of... I kind of want to try that game. Dangerous Golf? Yeah. Well, go pick it up. I'll, it's, I'll have, hook up the Xbox One. Have I told one. you what Dangerous Golf is? It's Burnout with Golf. Yes. Yeah. It I saw the quick amazing. look on Drive Bomb. Okay. Oh, I haven't seen the quick look. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, and that was on UPF yesterday, too. So, nice. Yeah, yeah um, I've seen plenty of that. Absolutely. I'm totally support you getting into Dangerous Golf. Okay. Go break those bases. Um, yes. You can even um, destroy bathrooms with your golf ball. Um, on the Wii U, they got 153 hand video poker, B3 game expo for bees. What? <laughs> Kick and Fennec, Metroid Prime Hunters hit the eShop, um, and the Book of Unwritten Tales 2, which is a point and click adventure game, hit the eShop, or retail, I guess. The yeah, th- isn't it Wii U? Yeah. Yeah. The 3DS uh, got Donkey Kong Country 3, Dixie's Kong Double Trouble on the eShop. So are you going to get that? You like Donkey Kong, right? Yeah. I like the first one. I never got into the second or third one. Oh, okay. I I don't know why. Maybe I should. Okay. uh, Snakes on the eShop for two bucks. And yes, there's lots of S's in that. The Vita uh, gets Sophie as well and Odin Sphere and SteamWorld Heist. Um, and then more random stuff out on PC. A healer only lives twice. <laughs> Age of Barbarians extended cut. We should probably look up a healer only lives twice. Amulet of Dreams. Anima Gate of Memories, which you should probably read our deep look about that before picking it up. Anomaly. Blam Down. Utter Fury. That's U D D E R Fury. So I'm hoping Blam Down is about cows. Utter Fury. This is a healer only lives twice is tagged as an indie strategy RPG. As a newly hired priest, your duties are to use your magical abilities to heal your comrade, a knight on the front line, and provide support during battle. Will these two brave souls live to see the light of day? And Blam Down Utter Fury is about a cow with a rocket launcher blowing stuff up. So hence the pun. Um let's see, Dangerous Golf hits PC. Uh, Amber Kaboom, Hard Reset Redux, Headshot, Hearts of Iron 4, Home Behind, Hope Lake, uh, Impossible Quest, uh, Moto Arcade Dash, Planet Centauri, Rescue Lucy, Sakura Dungeon, Slash or Die, So Much Blood, uh, Stranger of Sword City comes out on PC finally, Sudoku Quest, Super Duper Party, oh we talked about that, Tanker, that's T-A-N-K-R, um, and I think think is that the one i saw on on professional friday if so i highly recommend looking at it if not then forget i said anything um it's not so forget i said anything or check it out if you want toxic tear and wanda a beautiful apocalypse that is the list of games coming out this week or already out very recently um i have a question to all of you folks what in the world will you be playing or playing this week well, you know what Kelly and I are playing. Atelier Sophie. Yes. Yes. Okay. Alice, where will your time be? Work. Night shifts. Ooh. Uh, will you deliver any missiles at work? Maybe. Maybe. Oh, that'd be awesome. Can you play games at work? No, not really. Okay. Okay. I I and... know I can call Alice on Skype at work, 
Well, and, yeah, you can. And you she can do will that, be like, <laughs> "Bloody hell! Why are you calling me?" <laughs> well, I mean, uh, when I'm working at weekends, um, you know, it, there's nobody in the office but like one person on support. I'm not on tech support anymore. I work in network monitoring. Mm, okay. So, she does what you do. Not really, sort but of. sort of. Um, but this this time I'm working like six o'clock in the evening till six o'clock in the following morning for four days this week. I'll be back in time for the podcast, but excellent. I think it'll be what? I think you guys will be busy with E3 stuff. Next so. week is the pre E3 podcast. Get it. We'll cover all the, like the, all the leaks that happened this week. So <laughs> that's what should happen this yeah, week. We're, I imagine. we're probably going to end up spending this whole week just gathering up all the E3 news. No, I wait till the night before. <laughs> all right <laughs> so wait 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 hang on i feel like we have something on our schedule next friday that you can't actually do that oh um, really yeah but let me check okay no it's me that has something never mind yeah you have a podcast on no i have a podcast on sunday oh okay well whatever tomorrow's gonna suck i have <laughs> something to do this week and i don't know what it is what am i playing this week anna um, you're playing negotiate a good siding deal. Oh, okay. That sounds exciting. <laughs> you're not I playing know. Odin Sphere? Yeah, no. you're playing Suikoden 2 this week, damn No, it. I am not playing Suikoden 2 because you'll be on the TV playing Sophie. No, I play, won't. I'll be on the play, Vita. Oh, all right. Play Stellaris, Chris. Okay. Yeah. See, I should play Stellaris. Can you play Suikoden on the Vita? Probably. Yeah. But, she's but gonna I'm going to have the Vita. Sophie on the Vita. Oh. oh. But I could play it on the TV. Yes. But I'm going to say she... I don't know what I'm doing. You two need two Vitas. No, we don't. We've got a Vita TV. Oh, okay. So we technically do have two Vitas. Yeah, I guess we do. I could go back to playing more um, uh, Rey Gigant on the Vita TV. There you go. Yeah, there's plenty of games I could play. Yes. I just need to get my butt in gear and play them. I'm (sighs) also going to be trying to put a dent in bravely second and i don't know how much further i have since i'm on chapter five i can't believe that mac beat that game in 30 hours me neither that is insane (laughs) he must have not leveled up many jobs he did actually but he did it in a really sly way he basically did um he basically did cthulhu saves the world where what he does is he sits somewhere and he grinds for a little bit and then he turns off all random battles and just does a bunch of stuff. And then he uh, turns random battles back on and grinds for a little bit and then he just does all the story stuff. That's what I did in the first Bravely Default. <laughs> so I never thought about doing that. That's a cool idea. It's 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 fine as long as the game doesn't have like weird drop items that you're going to want to get. No. That- you're skipping by turning the battles off. Nah, it doesn't. Yeah. I so. mean, you. I mean, I'm sure he grinds enough that he probably gets all the log entries too. They're not mm. challenging to get. That's too calculated. I just like the natural curve of. Yeah, me too. Experience. <laughs> Plus, I have it on easy because I was getting my butt kicked on normal. Uh yeah, I played that game on easy. I'm in it for the story. All right. So- so that's what everyone's going to be playing this week. I have a question for everybody at home. Yeah. Do those MMOs need numerical scores? How do you submit and answer that question? One of three ways. Podcast.rpgamer.com is the email address. That's the and easiest actually, way. And the email address is cleaned out. All right, so good. we can check it. 608-729-4098 is the voicemail. You can call and leave a message there. 
And then finally, forums.rpgamer.com is where the message forums are. You can go leave a message in the show thread. One of those three ways will get you featured right here on the show. Or um, tweet us. Tweet at us. Twi- Twitter.com slash rpgamer. We are at rpgamer. Yep. That one's easy. Leave us feedback on how you'd like the show to improve. Uh, leave us f- reviews on iTunes. Five stars preferably, but you know whatever you feel. Um, <laughs> it helps us out when people are actually checking out the show and reviewing it. Because um, it shows that there's activity about the show and people actually give a crap. Um, and it reinforces that we're not just doing this for ourselves. I hope not. But I guess we kind of are, aren't we? Shh, eh. We're not making money. You know, so. <laughs> no, we aren't. If you'd like to advertise on RP Gamer, please get in contact <laughs> with ads at rpgamer.com. We're looking for some ad deals. All right. <laughs> With that, I think we'll sign off for the week. Um, MMOs, numerical scores, don't forget it. Please uh, write in, let us know. And uh, we'll see you next time for the E3 Hype Train Edition. Woo! Chugga, chugga. All right. <laughs> Until next week, everybody. Come on, ride the train. 9 a.m. Pacific, noon ride Eastern. Catch us on twitch.tv slash rpgamer, and we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.